Welcome to the Naperville Moms Network, a mom-focused talk show to help navigate life's ups and downs as a mother and woman. My name is Dr. Kathy Subber, and I will serve as your show's host. I have two teenage boys, own a chiropractic practice in town, and have the honor of running Naperville Moms Network. Our community of local moms has grown to over 15,000 members in the past eight years, and we are excited to bring our online conversations to life on TV. I am joined by three local moms, Erica, Sarita, and Patty, and would like to give each of them the opportunity to introduce themselves. Hello, my name is Erica Lopez. I've lived in Naperville about five years. Uh, my background is in education. I taught high school English before making the decision to be at home full time. I have two little ones, a daughter in kindergarten and a three-year-old son. And I also am an independent consultant for a premium skincare company. Great. I'm Sarita Irilano. I'm a mom to a son in middle school and a daughter in high school. Mm -hmm. Previously, I worked as a CFO and currently manage my own businesses, uh, offering consulting to startup companies and STEM enrichment programs. And my husband and I have lived in Naperville for over 25 years. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm Patty Minglin. I have three children. Two of them are in college. My daughter will be graduating in May. Wow. Yay! <laughs> um, and I also have a son who's a high school freshman. And I am the owner of a content marketing company located right here in downtown Naperville. Great. <laughs> I am lucky to call all of you friends and I appreciate you being here with me today. To kick us off, we are going to talk about the 47,000 roles that a mom has to play. One second, you're thinking you could not be more blessed. The next you are thinking, what on earth have I gotten myself into? What do you think, guys? Do you have this whole mom thing figured out? Being a mom has been one of the most important and impactful role I've had. But at the same time, one that I've been least prepared or mm -hmm. trained for. Right. <laughs> you know, you go through most of your life through school, college, learning all the essential skills you're going to need to succeed in a professional career, but you really don't get any formal training on being a mom or parenting. Mm -hmm. um, so when you have your first child, you're looking for, does this come with a manual? <laughs> and uh, like many of you, I worked in a professional career for years, so it's so finite and defined, and when you get to motherhood, you realize it's really learn as you go. Yeah, that's so true. It mm -hmm. is so learn as you go, and not only do you not get a manual when they're born, you don't get a manual at any point in time. <laughs> and using your career analogy, I've been doing motherhood for 22 years. So at a company, I would be pretty, that's a, I'd be pretty well established. You know, have a gold watch at my 20th. And, and I would know a whole lot, and I know nothing at 22 years of parenthood. I'm still learning, because every time you master that stage that they are in, whether it's being a toddler or they're into sports, so suddenly you become this really great sports mom. Whatever stage they're in, you master and you feel really good about yourself and then they get older or they change their interest or the world around you changes and you're mm. back at square one trying to figure out what am I supposed to do here and we're all that way like mm -hmm. I don't think we ever get to a point where we're like I got it I know motherhood <laughs> true true no no and if you are earning the gold watch I am uh, the intern in the cubicle <laughs> <laughs> in 
in the corner because I feel like I'm just starting this journey. Um, not just starting, my youngest is three, so we are past the infant stage um, and mostly sleepless nights. Uh, but it's tough, and you know, you learn from each child mm -hmm. as well. Um, you know, I look back at old videos with my daughter, and now it's so easy with the phone, right? We can take those quick little snippets of life, which I appreciate. And when I look back at some of the things I said or did with my first child, it's ridiculous. We were just, uh, we celebrated Christmas just a few months ago, and we're watching, my daughter was not even two, and I, I must have asked her 12 times if she needed milk. <laughs> and my six-year-old turns and she says, Ma, why do you keep asking me if I want milk? And I said, I don't know, because apparently at the time I thought milk was just the most important thing, and we don't even really drink milk now. You know, I don't remember the last time I gave my son milk. So it's just doing what you're, you think you are supposed to be doing at the time, and then learning and growing, and ultimately going with your gut and trying mm -hmm. to drown out the 47,000, to yeah. use your number, voices in our own heads from friends, from social media, from whatever it is, just taking a deep breath and going for what's best for you and your family. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's so true, Erica. Um, I know when I was pregnant, right, you're pregnant for nine or ten months, mm -hmm. and you're expecting a baby, you have a room, you're all planned, you know a baby is coming home. And we went to the hospital and I gave birth to my first son and they put him up on my chest and I looked up at my husband, I was like, we have a baby. Like, I was shocked, I was, I was, I was just amazed. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I've been preparing this whole time and then when they put that little baby up on you, it's. A, unbelievable right instant love instant connection you just feel so awesome and then terrified mm -hmm. all at the right. same time right mm -hmm. so we you know we're there at the hospital for a few days and then we put him in the little car seat and they let us go home and we put him in the car and I remember thinking are they gonna just allow us to leave with him <laughs> right like don't like I don't, I don't know I don't know what to do with this you know <laughs> and we went home and I put him on the uh, couch and he didn't even fit into his little onesie. And I just think, I was thinking, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to screw this up. How on <laughs> earth do I do this, yeah. you know? That's so, I, mean, I love that statement. I don't want to screw this up. Like, I don't know what to do, but I know I don't want to do the wrong thing. Right, right. And I'm not even sure what that is. And it's just, and you would sit there, but the great thing about that is that moment you figure it out. Like yeah. your kids mm -hmm. end up being okay. And even <laughs> though we never know what we're doing, we figure stuff out enough that they grow into like I'm still amazed when you know my daughter's getting ready to graduate from college and it's like wow all right so you're okay like all those times I didn't put you in the right onesie or I made you drink too much milk or you know whatever it was you're okay you came out on the other side and it's different for everybody mm -hmm. but it all works it all figures itself out and there's out. always a first uh -huh. so the first mm -hmm. illness mm -hmm. the first broken bone mm -hmm. the first break up the first, you yeah. know, you could continue, yes. right? The first struggle with a class or a teacher, whatever it is, um, and you get through it, right? Mm -hmm. And you come out stronger on the other side and then are better equipped the next time if there is a next time. Mm -hmm. yeah, right, you think, situation. okay, I got through this mm -hmm. last time. Okay, I can do this again. Right. We can navigate <laughs> through this. We can help our children, mm -hmm. you know, make sure that they, they get through whatever they're struggling with. So that's so true. Yeah. I think that's really true with your firstborn, you're really uptight, you stress <laughs> over every little small thing, 
And when you go to have on your second or, or more, you're much more relaxed right. as a parent. You know, what you worry and stress about is a different whole perspective. Mm -hmm. Or you're tired. Like I feel like my third child gets away with more things right? just because yes. I can't, I'm, too, I I'm too tired to deal with it. Like you'll be fine right, you know, right. eating that cookie at nine o'clock and I, that's totally good. I mean, right. just because mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to do this. And the oldest child always remembers what rules you had for them mm -hmm. that you no longer have for the youngest. Mm -hmm. Like the youngest one gets away mm -hmm. with everything and the oldest will continually remind you, well, I didn't get to do that. Right. But right. it was a different time. It was a different mm -hmm. things were happening. And when you mention struggle, that is the thing I struggle with the most as a parent is watching my kids struggle. Mm -hmm. And when they're hurting, um, a friend of mine used to say, you're only as happy as your saddest child. Mm -hmm. And when they're three, that's really easy to fix, you know, with yeah. like a little superhero Band-Aid and <laughs> a little, you know, glass of juice and you're good. And then when they're 21 and that heartbreak happens yeah. or they didn't, they're disappointed in a job they didn't get and you're mm -hmm. watching them struggle and, and hurt yeah. mm -hmm. and it's like oh I feel it like I think right. as a mom we carry that we carry that pain they're feeling we carry it with each of them yep. and it's that's hard that's a lot to carry yeah. it, it is and you think about in that role you're the mom counselor right, right? the mom life coach the mom sure. you know fixer-upper mm -hmm. and at some point it transitions into helping your kids have their own tools to Right. do it for themselves, right? right? Not mm -hmm. just necessarily always coming to their rescue, but um, allowing them to navigate some of those things on their own. Mm -hmm. um, and so as a mom, you're a mom counselor, you're a cook, you're cleaning, you're washing clothes, mm -hmm. you're setting schedules, you are navigating homework, you are doing bedtime, you're waking mm -hmm. up at three in the morning because someone's crying. Mm -hmm. There's so many different roles that a mom has to successfully play mm -hmm. and I know I am always dropping at least five balls, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, hey guys, it's time to go to bed and they're like, mom, we don't have school tomorrow. I'm like, you don't? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, maybe I should have read the emails that they sent me from the school, right? Or maybe I should have read the text message or maybe I should just look on the the calendar and put it in my phone, right? <laughs> I always feel like there's something that I'm missing completely. Right. Um, and, and then there are other roles that I play as a mom that I feel I thrive in. Mm -hmm. And I try mm -hmm. to make the caring for your kids and helping them become their own people. I, I, I just try to thrive in that. And when I fail at other things, I'm like, all right, well, I'm good at that. So I'm okay. <laughs> it balances itself out. I, I have a friend who is so creative and she'll always show me pictures of activities she'll do. And she has children similar ages. And this, it was summertime. They were in the garage and they had this painting party. And I mean, the children are covered in paint head to toe. And my daughter said, that looks like a disaster. And I said, thank you. I raised you and that's why that is not my cup of tea. But I am very organized. Let's sit and do a puzzle or something else. We all thrive at different things yes, and all yeah. of our children will end up wonderful <laughs> in their own right yeah. um, and and we're just doing the best we can right, right. yeah right. absolutely what do you think about that Sarita what what do you think you thrive in I think the, uh, the biggest lesson for me uh, that I've learned being a mom um, is everything doesn't go as planned mm -hmm. as well as you might be organized just letting go and just going with the flow yep. um, you know and adapting as you go has mm -hmm. been the biggest life lesson yep. it's so true mm -hmm. it's so true mm -hmm. um, I think we could talk about this for a lot longer <laughs> um, motherhood is such a dynamic ever-changing role um, mm -hmm. one that we love and one that we 
try to just do the best we can and follow our mom gut. Moms, you definitely deserve a pat on the back and sometimes a nap. <laughs> Thank you for everything you do. We'll be right back with more of the Naperville Moms Network. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Naperville Moms Network. And now we're talking about mom breaks. As we just discussed, being a mom is way more than a full-time job. Finding ways to decompress, fill your cup, and take a break is a necessity. What do you think, girls? How do you find ways to take your breaks? <laughs> well, you said fill, my, fill your cup, and I'm yeah. thinking about the coffee cup or the lunch <laughs> that sits in the microwave for four hours. Uh, it's not easy. It's not easy, especially with little ones. They, are, they demand so much of your physical attention, right? Yeah. I need to yep. be there to wipe his butt. <laughs> I need to be there. And, and nothing's sacred. Uh, you know, I, I can't take a shower without someone calling for me or, or even, you know, use the washroom. So it, it's tough. I think for me, it's that time after they go to bed. Yeah. And I think that's why so many moms stay up later than we should. Mm -hmm. and, and we're so tired. My husband will say, just go to bed. You had such a long day. Go to bed when they do. Yes, but if I do, that means I wake up and it's the roller coaster all over again. And that is my time to read a book or watch The Bachelor, let's be honest, <laughs> and, and visit with my husband and make a phone call or do what I need to do. Um, working out also, I will carve out time to do that, even if it's 30 minutes mm -hmm. at home. And I think it's a good example, too, for the kids. And I would say that, really. Um, for me time. You know, I do get out and that's sort of a we time, right, with friends. Um, but as far as being by myself, not often, not often mm -hmm. by myself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really even change, like having kids that are in college and high school, I feel like I have more opportunity to have time mm -hmm. just by myself. But now you are traveling to go see your kids in college. Like the weekends mm -hmm. do right. not seem to be as free as I kind of thought they were going to be. <laughs> okay. like I kind of thought that was be. And because you spend so much time not having me time. There are like a Wednesday night where you're sitting by yourself and you think, well, now what do I do? Other than watch highbrow things like The Bachelor or right. you know the, the women, the Bravo women of New York or whatever they are. But I, you think that you you don't even know what to do with that time. Like, mm -hmm. what am I supposed to do with it? Because I spent so many years feeling guilty for that time, mm -hmm. and now that I actually could probably have it easier than like you, Erica, with small mm -hmm. children. Now what do I do? And I wish I would have done it more when mm -hmm. they were younger so that it wouldn't, I would have like something going on now and not trying to figure it out now. Right. That makes right. any sense. Yeah. For me, it was a little different because I worked and had kids much later in life. So I kind of felt like I had a lot of time to myself and mm -hmm. doing the things I wanted to do, travel with my husband. So when I had uh, kids, it just became full time in the sense that if I wasn't working, I wanted to spend mm. every minute with them. So I probably was more guilty of never really carving out me time. Or to your point, when they're younger, what that me time is, is very different than as your kids get mm -hmm. older. Mm -hmm. Like to your point, you're just happy just being able to watch a TV show, mm -hmm. just having time to yourself, right. you know? And as you get older, you have a lot of me time when you're, you're transporting your kids to a sport event and you have to sit with them for the day there. So I think it takes a different role, but to your point, as the kids get older, maybe that me time needs to be more focusing on just yourself. At some point, right. 
the kids are going to grow up right. and move out of the house. So you really need to make sure you don't lose your own identity. Yeah. Do the things you might like or can see yourself, you know, beyond the phase of when you, your kids sure. are at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great point, Sarita. Mm -hmm. I know that I love being an example to my teenage sons as to what a woman may need to take care of herself not just as a mom, right? That mm -hmm. there's a separation between, yes, I am your mom, but I'm also a person and a woman and an entrepreneur and a volunteer. Mm -hmm. And there's so many roles I play outside of just being a mom. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like we can get a little too uber focused on that mom role. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm also a divorced mom. And uh, we got divorced when the kids were three and four. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you don't go and get married hoping to get divorced, but one of the benefits, there's lots of drawbacks to it, obviously, but one of the benefits is it really carves out some time mm -hmm. that I have to just myself. Mm -hmm. And I've had friends say, do I have to get divorced to get your schedule? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I think so. Um, but I think it's allowed me to compartmentalize things. So when I have my kids, I try to be very present and focused mm -hmm. on them. Mm -hmm. And I know that the next night I might not have them or the next morning I'm not gonna be making lunches and making breakfast for them. Mm -hmm. So when people in the community come up to me and say, oh my goodness, how do you do everything you do? I say, you know, I, I am divorced. I only have my kids with me 50% of the time. Mm -hmm. And someone last night actually said to me, yeah, but that means that the other 50% of the time, it's you 100% of the time. I'm like, oh, that's a good point. Oh, <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. uh, but um, I, I think it's also important to be intentional mm -hmm. about carving that time, whatever that means to you. If it's taking a nap, like we said, mm -hmm. or going to get a massage, or going to work out, or meeting a friend for lunch. And if I have a really busy schedule for a week, or a couple of weeks, I just open up my calendar, I look at a day that I either don't have to work or don't have anything planned, and I put a big no with five exclamation points. Not four, not three, five. Like I'm emphatically saying no, right? And so when someone calls me up and says, hey, can you, can you do this? I look, I go, I am so sorry, I'm actually booked that day. And I am, with me. Right. And maybe a cup That's of coffee. Lovely. <laughs> That's the intentionality. You know, we talk a lot as as parents and even as entrepreneurs. We talk a lot about being intentional about your kids, mm -hmm. or being intentional about your business, or being. We have to be intentional with ourselves, yeah. and not feel bad about that. And whatever mm -hmm. we need to fill our cup or to feel more energized, whether it is a nap or it's reading a book, or it's running, or whatever that is, what's, that's fine. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be, there should be no guilt bef between the person that's exercising all the time as their me time, and the person that just needs a 25 minute nap every day. <laughs> right. Like that's right. okay, both of those, there isn't a definition of what a good me time mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that we have to remember that as moms, that we're all different when it comes to being intentional about ourselves. Sure, sure. We're, we're all different people, and for me, I. I really enjoy my time with girlfriends, mm -hmm. you know, and my husband and I are very different in that if we have a free Saturday, he is so excited and let's just stay home and I'm thinking, who can we invite over? And he's like, no. Yeah. So he's very good at keeping my no, uh, but I, I enjoy, you know, people and maybe that's because I'm with children under three feet, you know, during the day. So I enjoy adult conversation and and it's it's so nice to have that. So but you're right, everybody is different, you know, for one it's it's not the same as the next. Mm -hmm. 
Sarita, what do you love to do? You know, um, I, I love to read a book or watch a TV show. I think um, I fill my schedule too much, and mm -hmm. it's a lot of juggling act. So one of the uh, priorities or goals I have for this year is really assessing everything that takes my time yep. and prioritizing mm -hmm. what's really mm -hmm. important. Yep. Uh, and doing that, I think, you're more present in the moment with whatever you're doing mm -hmm. instead of constantly thinking of everything else you have to do. So chasing slow is yeah. going to be my mm, that's uh, goal. That's good. For, I like that. Uh, I like that. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. the art of saying no has become easier as I've gotten older and a little bit wiser. You know, um, I feel like when I was younger, people would say, oh, could you do this? Oh, could you come and help with this? Oh, could you be here? Mm -hmm. Can we do lunch? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I really have to mm -hmm. look at my calendar mm -hmm. and say, is that something I truly want to do? Mm -hmm. Because at this phase of my life, and life is short, you know, there's no yeah. guarantees. Yeah. I want to be, like, I want to be right here right now. This mm -hmm. is really exciting to me. But there's some things that I get asked to do that it just doesn't fit within my mission for my life and where I feel like my, my passions and my strengths lay. And so I really think that learning to say no in a polite way and saying, you know, I am so sorry, I'm a little overbooked right now. Could you reach back out to me in a few months? Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, I actually focus more on mom-related items for our charitable giving. And, you know, there's so many wonderful opportunities for, for other organizations to mm -hmm. do what they love. But I try to funnel all of our giving into mom-focused things due to Nate from Moms Network. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I try to come up with ways that are kind, right? but mm -hmm. also saying no, and sometimes I try, I try not to apologize so much. Yeah. I feel like I'm always saying sorry. Oh, I'm yes. sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? Why am I sorry? You know? no. I don't need to be so sorry about everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when you say no, that gives somebody else the opportunity to say yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So by you saying mm -hmm. no to something and taking time for yourself because it's not really in your alignment with mm -hmm. your goals, yeah. alignment. then That's somebody else gets to say yes. Somebody mm -hmm. else gets to step mm -hmm. into something that this does work better mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. This is what they're trying to do. Yep. And I think yep. that I always when I get, because I, I am the worst at saying no, like I'm sitting here <laughs> acting like I'm some big expert, but I really always try to think of me saying no means somebody else gets the opportunity to do this amazing thing that's perfect for them. Sure. Flip the thought process yes. a little bit. Yeah. I'm psychoanalyzing myself in my head. <laughs> awesome. So Erica, are you good at saying no? No. <laughs> no, I love what you said about carving out time for yourself and life being short. You need yeah. to decide where do I want to allocate my time. For me, it's always going to be family first. Um, our family's pretty local. I get to spend time with my parents, you know, my grandma and, and my children and my husband. And then will come the family or the friends. And, and then you say yes to other opportunities, but you have to be pick and choose right yeah. what you want yep. to spend your time doing and as you said I'm thrilled to be here it was so exciting to get the opportunity to well let's be honest leave the house and <laughs> converse with with other adults but this is an opportunity that you say yes to not not all of them yeah. that's okay 
Yep. And you mentioned, Eric, I think at the very beginning about the role, the what our kids see us do. Mm -hmm. And I think we are in a society where kids are as scheduled as we are. Sure. Yeah. And it's nice to be able to have them see that we do, we do find ourselves important enough to say no to things and to be intentional about what we say yes to. Right. Sure. I think that's a life lesson for them down the road. Well, yeah. and we're really teaching them how to take care of themselves through taking right. care of ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's easier to take care of ourselves when we know there's something else other than us. You know? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're so. always going to be the lowest priority and yeah. everything that's happening. But if you don't take the me time to rejuvenate yourself, you are no good to anyone else either. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, oh. you're burnt mm -hmm. out, you're tired. So I think it's really important that we feel ourselves to be able to, you know, help our family, our kids, and be yeah. really more present. All right, yeah. we're taking it back now. <laughs> we're taking back our new time. So. We hope that you carve out time for your breaks and are finding the right balance for you and your family. Thank you, Erica, Sarita, and Patty, for joining me today and to all of you for tuning in. We look forward to connecting with you again next month on the Naperville Moms Network. And remember, you are always invited. Thank you.